All right, everybody, we are talking about a movie from 1982 today, and to give you an idea of what it is, I have a special person to try to help, you know, give you an idea of what we're talking about here. So, Mr. Spicoli, I'd like to know what it is that gets you by through the day. Oh, all I need some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Great, great. Well, just so you know, Mr. Spicoli, we're spending this week talking all about you and your friends. Oh, gnarly! That's right, everybody. We're talking fast times at Ridgemont High. I got my special guest uh, this week, Lori Tucker, to sit in with me and talk about it. Let's get to it. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Chris Adams, your host for Retro Life for You. And this week, we are going to talk to you about Fast Times at Ridgemont High, looking back on the movie and all the people that were in it, not just the stars, because you'd be surprised how many people were in this movie that went on to be stars and win Oscars and everything. And uh, going over this movie with us this week is a returning person to the show, her second time here, and very glad to have her, Lori Tucker. Lori. So glad to be back. (laughs) I'm glad to have you back. Thanks for coming on. Uh, for those of y'all who may not remember, go back and check out our YouTube channel or in the archives of the audio. Lori was on with us. She was uh, in the Van Halen Hot for Teacher video as well as some other videos. I believe there was at the Rick James, Jermaine Jackson, Roger Waters. Yep. And yeah, Roger uh, Waters, Ellie yep. Guns. Yep, Ellie Guns. Uh, yep, yep. I mean, it been in some uh, TV shows for a little bit here and there, little spots and everything. Did some commercials. Uh, I started to say Broadway, runway shows. <laughs> My Broadway career. Long you know, <laughs> you know, everybody just ignore me. When I get older, I'm, I'm sorry, I am older, and I think I am forgetting more and more every day. So it's a hard to any, remember. Any yeah. recommendations on memory pills of any kind, the miracle memory pills, y'all just send my way. And I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting to be reincarnated again so I can uh, my hearing back my sight uh, but be careful you don't know what you'll be reincarnated as that's I mean, true you could be a fly over a cow patty or something <laughs> that's not going to be cool at all because yeah. you don't want to hear and smell all that no no yeah I'm trying so to cut down yeah, i'm trying to cut down on that. that's right that's right but um i i you know and also what better person to talk about fast times at ridgemont high than somebody who lives in california where you live now i don't know now you grew up in california right Okay, yeah, I grew up in California, and Chris, I am a Valley girl, and we That's know what I'm that last time the reason why was I mean, shot come on. Sherman Oaks Galleria, the whole the mm-hmm. famed Sherman Oaks Galleria from um, you know Valley Girl. You know, we were just talking about mo- other movies that were shot there: um, Commando, Terminator Two, Inner Space, Back mm-hmm. to the Future Two. Um, yeah, it, it it's the really the epicenter of 1980s mall life was the, no. the gallery they had I, that shot was at santa monica place but all the interior was shot there you know with all the original stores um right you know, was, yeah now I, I thought i read somewhere at sherman oaks the the mall has closed down since then hasn't it well it is not an indoor mall anymore so they renovated it so now it's like outdoor restaurants some shops and a huge movie theater, so it's really nothing like <clears throat> at all. So um, not really like it's shut down. It's just been re reimagined, we'll say. <laughs> right, reconstructed. 
Yeah. Uh, they did that a while back. My sister Kim worked there, you know, through like the, you know, around 87, I would say, on and through some, you know, most of the 90s at Warner Brothers Animation there, which is in one of the office buildings at the mall. And that was when the mall was still open and, and thriving. Um, and my brother Tommy, who has the Valley Relics Museum, uh, had a kiosk in there. He had some some skater clothing that he used to um, make, and he had a little <laughs> kiosk in the in the gallery as well. So yeah, I spent a lot of time in there, going to movies, playing in the arcade. Even though I wasn't a child, <laughs> <laughs> I still spent a lot of time in that arcade. Who says you have to be a child to enjoy an arcade? I mean, come on. We get in there. I, we, we can waste our quarters just like they can. That's right. Uh, and I know you uh, and I have said before that, you know, growing up is very highly overrated. So That's right. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Me too. I'm, I don't have a Toys We don't have a Toys R Us anymore, but I mean, you know. I know. It's, they, just Toys R Us some, kid. they just put some. I was in a Macy's. I think it's the Macy's. I uh, was walking through, and there's a Toys R Us and toys I, and a little Jeffrey and everything, but it's, of course, n- not nearly the same. I, I heard a rumor they might bring it back sometime, though. Yeah. Toys R Us. Yeah. That would be really yeah. cool if they did, I think. And why not? I mean, everything right now, retro is a hot thing. Everything is going around retro. Why not bring yeah. back a store? And what's more retro than Toys R Us? And kids would love right. it. I mean, I just yeah. face it. I mean, you, you don't get the same feeling going into Toys R Us. As you do, um, well, I'm saying it backwards. You don't get the same feeling walking into a Walmart or a Target and going right. to the toy department as you do going in the doors of a Toys R Us, which is nothing but toys from side to side, front and back. Right. It was a nothing. different feeling. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. It wasn't quite wasn't quite a Spicoli feeling or anything because I don't think Spicoli <laughs> had any feeling going on at the time. <laughs> okay, and I these- swear I didn't speak Valley Talk. I swear. That was I, I, not I, supposed I, to be Valley Talk. That's supposed to be Stoner Talk. Oh, <laughs> well, no, that's Stoner Talk. Yeah, that's Surfer, Surfer Stoner Talk. Yeah, because he, he definitely had that Surfer. Talk. He definitely did Surfer, that Stone Surfer sound to him the whole movie. I don't even know if he was supposed to be stoned the whole movie or not. But they said the teacher that played Mr. Hand, Mr. Hand's, Mr. Hand's character was supposed yeah. to wonder if all kids were stoned all the time. Right, yeah. yeah, Ray Walston. He he was really perfect in that role. He was, yeah. I you know, in rewatching it, um, past few days, I didn't realize what a good job he did in that movie. You know, you know, the movie, uh, the role for that was originally offered to Fred Gwynn, right? Uh, which was Herman Munster, and he turned it down because yeah. uh, he said it was a bit too vulgar for him, <laughs> and with the uh, sexual exploitations. But at the same time, if you're looking at it, I mean, that's the kind of movie that it is. It's it's like a Porky's. It's like an animal house. Right. Uh, I guess the only real difference is I still laugh at Porky's today. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't, I, I couldn't get, I mean, I don't even think I even got a giggle out of watching this, rewatching this. I mean, I rewatched it because I've seen it and I liked it. But I'm sitting there wondering to myself, I'm like, why did I laugh so much at this when it first came out? Like you said earlier, it's because I was a younger 14 year old. I could probably relate to a lot of it. Right. And it was funnier at the time. And yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I, I waited, well, I didn't really wait for it specifically, but uh, this is completely off topic. I'm sorry, everybody, but I got to get out there. But uh, Kiss, they made a movie called Kiss Me, the Phantom of the Park in okay. 1977, 78, I think it was on ABC. Yeah. And, um, at the time, I watched it as a young kid. I'm like, this is awesome. 
Look at these guys. They do rock and roll. They got superpowers. They get paint on their face. Yeah. And then they, they, re they re released this movie on VHS. And I went straight to the store and bought it. And I was excited. <laughs> I put it in the VCR when I got home. Yes, VCRs were still around at that time. And I started watching it. And it's like, wow. I feel like I feel like anything you watch or listen to in through your puberty years, like twelve to sixteen, everything's so intense and your emotions are out there, and it's mm -hmm. you know everything's like crazy and and you know all my favorite songs from that time and movies and everything, and then yeah, you rewatch it or even listen to some of the songs, and you're like, eh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say that. you're right. I'm gonna say you're right. Yeah. I'm gonna relate that to something different because when you get older your emotions tend to be a little bit stronger right. and you watch a movie that has a sad scene in it. Oh, or yeah. if you're a guy and your sports team does something really well and they win, you get overly excited. You hate to admit it, but your eyes start tearing up too easy. And you're like, this isn't right. <laughs> Man, <laughs> this is what happened. Chris, but, do, you you know, cry, do, you, do you cry in the Hallmark commercials? I, I do. I, <laughs> Okay. Don't, the word? Don't, don't tell nobody. Your, your secret's good. I know. You, you, I hold on. Did you, did, you say the, did you say Hallmark movies? <laughs> Hallmark oh. commercials. No, I, okay, I'm, I'm safe. I only watch Lifetime. Good. Never mind. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't watch that either for y'all listening, just so y'all know. Uh, but back to the movie. Okay. Fast Times at Ridgemont, 1982. Right. Uh, directed by Amy Heckerling. Right. And her directorial debut. Victoria she, also, she went on to make a few good movies after that, too. Like Clueless, Look Who's Talking, and, um, you know, written by Cameron sure. Crowe, who of Jerry Maguire fame. Yeah. And um, I love that he has, his, you know, Nancy Wilson, his wife, and that little cameo in the car. <laughs> right. And you know what? I didn't catch that. I'd never caught that. I don't know why I didn't. Even when I watched it again this week, I didn't catch it. And I'm looking through some trivia stuff, and it mentioned it. And I'm like, no. Uh -uh. To go yeah. back and look, I'm like, wow, it is. Look at that. How did I miss that? You know, yeah, I was come on. A huge heart fan that I, I noticed that right away. <laughs> I mean, I loved heart when I was, you know, I didn't pick up on heart till the 80s, but to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, so I, I don't know if they had a break between similar albums or not. I, I went back and seen some of their other ones like Barracuda and Magic Man wow. and all this stuff and everything, which was great stuff. But yeah. when I picked back up on them, it was like uh, these dreams and uh, all their 80s oh. stuff. Yeah, yeah. they're eighty stuff basically. MTV, I really picked up on exactly right. MTV. Um, I started say VH1, which wasn't a thing at the time. Uh, MTV Friday Night Videos. Mm -hmm. um, you had a thing on TBS. It was some kind of rock blocks that they did from nine yeah. to eleven. I'd watch it every Friday as well. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I can I couldn't believe I missed that and everything. There's so we'll, when we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit more. I mean, there's so many names in there that you yeah. probably recognized that, and some you may not have. Uh, might not have caught him that went on to do uh, more movies and do good stuff. Um, and also, I think they got nominated for Oscars and things. Yeah, well, you have Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Age. Right. Since you said, since you mentioned Eric Stoltz, Sean Penn's two stoner buddies. <laughs> right. I didn't recognize either one of them at the time. Andy Eric Stoltz. I Eric Stoltz. Face going. Well, Eric Stoltz, I recognize, but looking at Anthony Edwards' face, yes, I was like. Oh my god, I know who that is, but I don't know who it is. 
And then I looked and yeah, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, Eric Stokes. I was looking, I was like, that looks like Eric Stokes. And the other guy was like, you know, and then I started looking at the credits and I see Stoner Buddy, Eric Stokes. I'm like, well, that was right. right. And then it says Stoner Buddy, Anthony Edwards. Like, what, you telling me Goose was in this? <laughs> right. Goose was a Stoner Buddy? Or, I mean, the yes, doctor so for me are? God. Oh, and I have to say, watching this, um, it's just Judge Reinhold, it looks like he's 30. <laughs> You know, I think because he's a tall he, dude, and he just yeah. he looks like he could have been a teacher or a teacher's assistant or one of the coaches or something, but he does not look like a teenager. He didn't feel like a 17-year-old, and I'm sure he wasn't no. 17 years old. I don't think he had the Ralph Macchio thing going on for him. He could play a much no. younger guy. Uh, yeah. And like you said, it just really threw that character off a bit. There were some other people offered the role or wanted the role. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Nicholas Cage wanted to read for the role, but they said that when he gave him a little bit of it, his stuff was just too dark and down for him. Wow, go figure. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah, he's nothing's ever upbeat and bright about him. It doesn't seem like, and when he does, you get scared because it doesn't sound right. You know, right? You think the world's coming to an end, right? Um, and I think Judge Reinhold does a great job. It's just, yeah, he he doesn't fit in with that that the fifteen, you know, because. His sister's supposed to be the 15-year-old virgin, and it's like he looks like he's 32. <laughs> like, right, right. And I don't know anybody at 17. I don't know. I didn't know anybody at 17 who was super happy to be working at the fast food restaurant being over the fries or no. something. I mean, uh, none of us at 17 really liked our jobs. Right. We wanted to be out having fun with our friends and everything. It's great that we had money to run around with on our days off with our friends. But, and, you know, you start learning, of course, you look back on it, and you're glad you did because you start learning some responsibilities and stuff and all these things. At the time, though, you don't – it's nothing you're really for. And right. But he was just too over the top enjoying his job. Yeah. And then the breakdown scene where he loses the job is still – that is still funny. Yeah. That is still great. Definitely. You know, his, that, the, yeah, customers, the customer wanted 100% satisfaction. <laughs> and he says, shut up, jerk. How about I 100% kick your butt? You know, yeah. Although he was a little stronger with him, trying to keep it family friendly here, so right. he, he was a little, little stronger with the words. There, manager comes out and asks him to do it, and fires him, sends him on his way. His next job, he has to dress up like a pirate, which is and, just perfect. Which reminds <laughs> me of that that when I was watching Stranger Things, and the, you know, the kids working in that ice cream parlor with the whole you know gear on, it just reminded me exactly of. Yeah, right. Brad and right. Brad's job and Brad's right. uniform that he hates. The uh, so the movie basically, like we mentioned earlier, it's one of those movies like a Porky's, like Animal House. You got a young kid in there. It's a like a I don't want to say coming of age, but a girl who is wanting to know uh, what it's like to be older, have sex, and all this stuff. So right. one of her friends supposedly has an older boyfriend, which right. was questioned really. I think uh, I don't think they ever really said she was lying, but they insinuate she's lying because she backtracks on some of her stories on him. Then she's right. trying to give this big to-do how she's breaking up with him before graduation because he won't be there like she said he would for people to see. So right. you pretty much think she's lying the whole time. Yeah, I, so, I think that comes so, across. Yeah, I think that's, so, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so the 15-year-old girl is played by Jennifer Jason Lee. She's wanting, she was 19 at the time, actually, right. uh, for people wanting to know. 
Uh, she is the one that's so curious of everything and how the world goes around. Uh, what's it like with sex and everything? And how do you do this and how do you do that? So kind of a typical 80s type movie with teenagers. Uh, and it doesn't stop there. You know, you go from there to you got uh, American Pie later on. Basically the same thing. You know, right. there's always, always going to be a movie like that. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, pitted as the, the quintessential coming of age movie and um, it, it was for the time, but then as things change, you know, and um, yeah, we end up with things like American Pie and, and some other movies that kind of kind of surpass it and are more relevant. But um, I, I interesting story. I was in a theater league when I was um, younger out in Hollywood and uh, Jason Miller, who was Father Karras in The Exorcist, and he was a, a playwright also he was a part of our, our theater league and he would invite us sometimes when he would work onto the sets. So he was doing um, a TV movie called the best little girl in the world. And Jennifer Jason Lee was the star. She played an anorexic. So actually, you know, before fast times was shot, got to go to the studio and be, you know, a few of just very few people on set to watch her perform. And it was really, really interesting, you know, and then I remember when she, and I thought she did such a good job then, and obviously she was much younger, because uh, that was 1980, I believe. So, um, you know, then when I saw her in Fast Times, I, I thought, oh, yeah, that's the girl I got to, got to watch. But yeah, she does, she does a good job. I think she's just very natural acting, you know, and she comes from an acting family, of course. Um, yeah, she, she does do well with it. I mean, it, it looked like it came natural to her, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, the um, when I, when I hear Jennifer Jason Lee, the first movie that comes to mind, other than Fast Times, is Single White Female. Oh yeah, uh, and that's the one that really stands out in my mind because when I was older, that was a kind of a big thing at the time when it came out. Right. Yeah, um, that, that was really good. Um, but some of these names that stand out here, these are just the ones that you see a lot in the movie. Uh, you got Judge Reinhold, of course. Mm -hmm. His sister in the movie, Jennifer Jason Lee. Her friend is Phoebe Cates. You got Sean Penn, who is Spicoli, the stoner. Um, you've got Brian Backer, which is uh, the guy who plays Rat. Um, right. Forget his actual name in the movie. And then uh, Robert Romanus. I think that's how you say his name, Romanus. Romanus. Yeah, Romanus. Romanus. <laughs> yeah, Mike Damone. Yeah, Mike Damone, exactly. Ticket uh, scalper slash ticket. <laughs> yeah. ticket scalper for sure. Yes, he is. <laughs> Would you call me a scalper? I have, you know, I provide a service here for people. Okay, that's right. a service that people need. Yeah, and I so love you, it. The first tickets that he's scalping are Van Halen. Right, <laughs> exactly. Another good reason to bring you on here to talk about it. Another good reason. <laughs> Well, of course I caught on to that, but then also in the end, you know, when they're doing the kind of like what happened to people, um, with, with Spicoli, it's said that he rescued Brooke Shields from drowning mm -hmm. and then he his, his reward money on hiring Van Halen for his birthday party. Right. <laughs> I was like, that yeah, was great. That was, that was great. And there was another little thing someone pointed out, uh, that, uh, he's, you know, Van Halen's mentioned in it. Uh, like yeah. that a couple of times for tickets and playing his birthday party uh, just several, I don't want to say several years later, it's been a, quite a few years later uh, somebody who has a song on the soundtrack ended up replacing David Lee Roth and Van Halen so we have a Sammy I, yeah, Hagar song Sammy Hagar. on the soundtrack Sammy so, 
on there, which is, I, I noticed that, and you know, years ago, it's like, wow, I didn't even like realize he kind of, was on that. All kinds of things come around. Forrest Whitaker had a part in the movie where he's playing a football player. I mean, uh, driving this this great car, the Z twenty eight Camaro at the time, mm-hmm. um, and the the humor of that was funny. Uh, Spicoli is driving this car with uh, Whitaker's brother in the passenger seat. They're they're both smoking pot in the car. They're both I, I wouldn't say they're both stoned or anything, but I mean they're driving down the road and Spicoli's driving crazy in the car. He's like, man, you know this is my brother's car, right? He said, yeah. Well, you said he could he wouldn't mind, right? He was well, you know. Don't wreck it or hurt it or anything. You'll have a you'll have a heart attack or something, and end up end up crashing the car. So I they they think that was going to happen. The minute the kid said, yeah. My yeah. Wreck it, "You just knew something yeah. bad." It reminds me of Ferris Bueller's Day Off with uh-huh. his friend in his dad's car, and like I remember that scene. I almost they're trying to run the the meter back, you know, the mileage, right. and I remember it shot off the thing and flew out. And I, I mean, my body just wanted to catch that car because i love the car so much <laughs> <laughs> i could have been there and caught that car i could have saved it but yeah, yeah. well and then he, he he tells me he says don't worry man i can fix it and he goes you can't fix this car man he goes no he looks out the window and looks at it and says i can fix it <laughs> so the next thing you see where he fixes it is where it's out in front of the school with spray paint all over it from the opposing school where they had supposedly <laughs> taken his car and wrecked it and vandalized it and everything talking about how he he sucked and the school sucked and everything and i thought yeah. well that was ingenious that that was great yeah just all these little nuances that you see yeah, right. when you rewatch it too yeah that you missed. And, and, and in the start of the school the start of the movie when they first started out i mean that was kind of a typical start of the school kind of week school day first day back to school and everything or whatever the um, you know music's playing american girl you got jennifer jason lee walking through the halls it's showing your, your little nerdy boys looking at the girls and everything, trying to catch a peek or whatever they can. And I guess one girl is bending over to the locker, and the kid turns and keeps looking, and turns back around, and walks straight into the door yeah. of the office where somebody had opened it up, and he walks right square into it. Yeah. Some kid, some kids fighting with his stuff in his locker. I don't remember if it was rat. It was a rat. rat. Okay. Oh, it like, looks like gum. Yes, like how like like there's like ten years worth of gum that's been chewed right. and stuck in his that's locker. Our, that's our introduction to him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, you're like okay. No, it's like crazy it's first day back. You got you got Judge Reinhold pulling in his car, his fancy Buick Lesabre. He's coming in. He's he's pointing at everybody. He's Mister Popular, I guess. And right. it's his idea to break up with his girlfriend because it's their last year, and they they owe it to themselves to. To be with other people and experience things and stuff, right. and then he gets talking to him, he gets fired from the job, and he's he's talking to his girlfriend, the supposed pep rally that nobody has any pep in whatsoever, right. except that one uh, girl, if, if, except <laughs> Kelly Maroney, who's out there right. trying to tell people like this is how how they should act and everything, right. um, and she breaks up with him with the same speech at the pep rally. That is the same speech that he had been rehearsing to himself. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because I love that scene where he's rehearsing in the mirror. And you're yes. like, oh, you rat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog, you, you're going to break up. And then comes right back that and it's, it's perfect, you know. Yeah. I want yeah. friends. I want to be friends. And he's like, okay. Yeah. The look on his face is really good. Yeah, it's really brilliant. Yeah. It was like, he's like, beat me to it. Right. All right. Let's see. <laughs> well, then you got like, you, you got kind of like the story, like you want Ratner to end up with Jennifer Jason Lee in a way. You know, he's, he's the, uh, at least if you're, 
if you're the guy who might have felt like you were the quiet nerdy one in school or something. Right. Who wants the guy to get the girl and everything. So you're like, yeah. you're wanting him to end up getting the girl and all that. And he gets there and he's, he, he, he's got the situation where he's there. It's, it's a home run for him all the way. Right. And he, and he freaks out and he, and he, he just, it's it. He's got to go. His sister wants the car back. He's going to get back. Right. And that's it. But at the same time though, they make Jennifer Jason Lee's character look really bad in the process. I, I mean, she's I, been I with somebody I, like once already. Now they make her look like she'll put it out there for anybody. Like, so, like literally almost seems like the next day. She's yeah. And then the next day she's with, with right. that, you know. Right. They, they um, make it look like she is just sex starved and has to will be with anybody she can and makes her look like 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 she's easy or something and right. so it kind of in a sense it kind of makes her look bad. I get it if the movie's about wanting her character to know what it's like and everything and she does find out. Right. You know, lies about her age to get with an older guy and everything yeah. and all the good stuff. But yeah. now I have to say but, in rewatching it too um, I I didn't re- remember it like that, you know, her character. Right. As it I, was going, I was like, oh, yeah, she, she's really, uh, you know. Yeah. I didn't remember that either. Yeah. The, the biggest thing I remember about the movie, because it's been talked about so many times, is Phoebe Cates coming up out of the pool. Right. And that was so, and I had forgotten that it really, all it was, was Judge Reinhold picturing in his mind Right. Her and who won't go far into what he was doing. He doesn't really do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and he's like, doesn't anybody knock anymore? I you know, know. Feel, you, um, feel kind of, you feel for him that, on that one, you know. It's kind yeah. Of a, yeah. Yeah. He's in an embarrassing kind of situation, we'll say. <laughs> kind of a what about Mary situation. But, um, oh my gosh. Probably most guys' favorite scene in the movie, and probably you know when they're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and probably still their favorite scene. In the, movie. the the you know I mean for I, I'd say for guys the favorite scene in the movie is is yeah. Phoebe Cates coming up out of the pool, Absolutely. and then walking up to Judge Reinhold's character, yeah. and then that being that. So I mean it's right, but at the same time we could we can appreciate the rest of the movie still. I mean. Yes, absolutely. Sp- Spicoli, Spicoli's talked about quite a lot. He's humorous. I mean, he's he, not outrageously funny, but I mean, he does things to test the teacher so much. He comes in late. He's not yeah. really smart with him, but he's just like, like I don't care kind of attitude with him. Like, right. I just couldn't be here on time, you know. He's he's really you know a comedy relief in this movie. Like you know every yeah. few scenes. He's just, you know, doing it. And I also watching that again, I really, really, you know, being here in California, being around surfers and stoners a lot, um, watching his performance, he actually does an amazing job. I mean, he's so subtle and low key about it. And so, you know, his concentration and, you know, character study on that was just so perfect because he goes on to win Academy Awards and, writes and directs and you know everything but i just thought it you know i some of my favorite scenes are spicoli scenes yeah there's a there's a tidbit about sean penn um on imdb when you look at the inter trivia section where he mm-hmm. talks about how during the times where he was recording scenes he didn't want anybody who was not movie related to be on the set okay and i don't understand what why that would be or anything what the big deal is but that was one of his requests nobody who is not movie related or needed can be on the set 
Yeah. Well, somebody completely ignores that one and brings two people on to walk him around and show him things, but keeps right. him way, way clear of him. Right. He never sees him. Right. And so he walks up to that that guy after they leave. Somebody he goes, "There's people here." He goes, "Well, yeah, but you never seen them. I didn't think you would know." He goes, "I could feel them." And you it was know, just that. It's like he was serious. It was it. You know, you know? Some people, some actors and actresses I've heard really, you know, a lot of these people that are really good actors and actresses, they're kind of shy sometimes. And a lot of them are introverted, even if their characters aren't. So a lot of yeah. them really need that 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 quiet space and to, to concentrate and, you know, get into their character. And it's not sometimes so much of like, I don't want anybody here and being you know, persnickety about that. It's, you know, I, I've known people like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, 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 and the teacher, Mr. Hand, like I said, he's always trying to get at him and he orders pizza yeah. to come into the class. And he says, <laughs> Mr. Spicoli, Mr. Spicoli, what are you doing? <laughs> he says, uh, taking in some U.S. history and eating some food. He goes, and you I know. thought about it. Yeah. He goes, you're here. We're here, so you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not just your time, isn't it? Like our time, right? Exactly. Our time together. So I thought yeah, it was funny. The teacher shares the pizza, you know. Yes. And it reminds that was... me of in, it's that scene reminds me later of in Clueless, which mm -hmm. Amy Heckerly, you know, wrote, um, where she gets flowers delivered to herself, you know, yeah. from as if they're from somebody, but they're not, and that right. kind of reminds me of the whole pizza scene. You know, and then he gives everybody a slice of the well. Four, he, yeah. he calls four people a pretty good slice of the pizza because he's just like, Looks like he's gonna cry. <laughs> he's like, It's my pizza, you know. Pizza, um, pizza. Amy Herkeling, Amy Herkeling says that uh, Sean Penn and his pals were actually smoking marijuana in the van as he exited for the prom <laughs> as they were coming out. I guess it was not a fog machine, it was an actual Cheech and Chong moment. Oh my god, I'm That's getting in great. there. And speaking um, of the van, um, as you know, my brother, Tommy, who has the Valley Relics Museum, and it's a pop culture museum that collects all kinds of things from the valleys, from neons um, to movie set stuff, BMX bikes that were produced in the valley, um, music memorabilia, all that stuff. He was uh, lent from Skinner Classics, the actual original Fast Times at Ridgemont High Spicoli van. And it's all exactly how it was. Uh, and it, so it's on loan to him. So he has it at his museum right now. And it's such a kick to go in and look at it. It's really one of the most popular things in the, in the museum right now. And in the back, they have a little picture of some of the characters, the, the movie characters. Yeah. Um, you know, as if yeah. they're sitting in the van. Yeah, but, and, I, yeah. And, and I I agree with what I read on it too, about uh, when he first got it, uh, not your brother, but uh, Skinner, Right. who had the auto, auto body shop that he had said that when he bought it from the guy who had it, he talked him into selling it to him at a, at a, at a would it be a, a substantial loss to him. But uh, the, he said that vehicle needs to stay in California. It's, yeah, it's iconic, I, iconic to California, iconic to the movie. It, it's just something that needs to stay here. Yes. And he talked him into the deal, which yeah. I thought was cool. So that is that, Great. There should be more like that, you know. There should yeah. be more things like that for the little, you know, like pop culture museums. That would be a great thing. I wish we yeah. had one here. Uh, I'm not but 30 minutes from Nashville. That'd be something cool for Nashville to have. Very, so, very cool. 
Actually, and, and there's plenty of things for that's happened down here in movies that are you know designated for down here TV shows or movies that they could put in a pop culture museum that's yeah. you know, related down here. I mean, anything from if you could get the world to get over it, a, a General Lee car from Dukes of Hazard to right. uh, anything from a uh, gosh. Well, I know in Nashville at the Country Western Museum, they have Nudie Cohen, who was the um, you know did like uh, Elvis's Gold LeMay outfit and mm -hmm. uh, White Yoakum stuff. Like he did, he was like the the seamstress <laughs> seamstress. That's not the right word because he's a man, but he you know dressed all the cowboys and all the western singers and you know a lot of those people. So my brother had a couple of his cars. He still has one, um, and. The, they, they shipped it off to the museum there. So it's in Nashville, but I'm yeah. sure in Nashville, you know, my brother has the neons from places here, especially a lot of music. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Nashville, you know, if those any of those things that have, you know, gone out of business that are, they have the signs left. I'm sure you could have signs from those. You could have music memorabilia. You could have, um, you know, like you said, the movie stuff. Cause, yeah, I mean, I mean, part of the Green Mile was filmed here. They could take things from the Green Mile and put there. Yeah, uh, there, now, there, are, there are plenty of things. There's plenty of places here actually with memorabilia and stuff for country sure. western and stuff. Johnny Cash has a place here. Country yeah. Music Hall of Fame is here. In the Johnny Cash Museum, it's got stuff that he had worn in the past, as far as things yeah. that Elvis had worn, Carl right. uh, Perkins had worn, right. uh, this old battered flag he had in his video from the yeah. reading of the, that he did with that and everything yeah. and. So there's, there's a lot of cool things there in that place, and yeah, you can I, you can find others as well. But sure. when it comes to like like pop culture, uh, just pop culture in general, I mean, I'm, right. I'm thinking TV shows and movies that have been based on here somewhere right. in South or something. Yeah, and stuff uh, just more eclectic, you know. Yeah, yeah, that you may not see everywhere. That would that would be kind of cool though. Um, Kelly Maroney, I mentioned her earlier, played yes. one of the cheerleaders in here. She is also a yeah. cheerleader in Night of the Comet. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. She yeah. was um, the sister to Catherine Mary Stewart. Uh -huh. um, played together in that movie. They're only the only two girls left that I can that I can say for sure that they showed in the movie except one of the scientists or something. Right. Um, she uh, went on to do some other things as well. She wasn't quite as Successful as like your Judge Reinhold or Sean Penn or Jennifer Jason Lee, but she went on and did like uh, Chopping Mall and Night of the Comet and a few other uh, horror type movies and everything. Forrest Whitaker has been in so many things. Oh, wow. And done so well for himself. Brian Becker was one of the typecast kind of people. Mm -hmm. He only got certain roles based on how he was portrayed. And he so yeah. he was like in Police Academy 4, I believe, was one of the yeah. skaters. Um, of course, this movie here and a couple others. There's also an, another Police Academy person in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, he plays one of the two uh, cadets in the first movie that Hauser, or Hauser, uh, Commandant, no, not Lassard, whoever the guy's name is, is over the, the cadets trying to break them in. He right. has Proctor, like Proctor as his side guy, and two cadets he picks out personally to monitor everything. And one of those two cadets is from Fast Times Original High as well. Uh, I want to throw just a few names out here since we brought this up earlier. Uh, Nicholas Cage yep. has a scene where he's behind the counter. Yes. He was only 17 at the time, so he couldn't really do much for filming. Uh, but it was his first paid job that he did. Right. Uh, we mentioned Anthony Michael, or Anthony Michael, Anthony Edwards. 
We mentioned right. Anthony Edwards, not to get confused with the other one. Anthony right. Edwards and Eric Stoltz. Right. Um, trying to find where this list. I had a. It's on this page I'm looking at here. They had a, quite a few names that were on there. I mean, when uh, you think about it, a lot of a lot of really good actors came out of that movie. Uh, they did, they and things. So many different things, even the ones you didn't even notice. Like I said, we didn't notice Anthony Edwards at first. You know, he went on to be very successful. He did right. Revenge of the Nerds. He did Top Gun. He was in ER for years. ER, yeah. I mean, it's it was just you know the the kind of people. Here are some of the actors who actually auditioned for the roles. You had Ralph Macchio, who was going to be offered a role, but he demanded a salary too much. They said they couldn't afford him. Okay. Matthew Broderick. They kind of wanted oh. Matthew Broderick for Judge Reinhold's role. Yeah, they thought, was, he'd, yeah. thought he'd be good for that. He'd have been mm -hmm. spectacular for that. Definitely. Uh, Meg Tilly, Michelle Pfeiffer, Lori Laughlin, Elizabeth Shue, Kelly Preston, Roseanne Arquette, Rosanna Arquette, I'm sorry, okay. Carrie Fisher, Ali Sheedy, and D.B. Sweeney were some of the names that had, you know, actually wanted to be in it, but didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, and they all would have been great. Yeah. Mike Damone is a band named after him, a rock band. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, a rock band called Damone. Okay. Um, it's funny when uh, Mike Damone gives Rat his five-point plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, and number five, now this is the most important, Rat, when it comes down to making out, whenever possible, put on side one of Led Zeppelin four. Yeah. However, that. the soundtrack plays Cashmere, which is not on Led Zeppelin four. It's on physical graffiti. <laughs> so they don't know... For sure, if it was a just a part of Rat being what he was, unsure of himself and messing up again, or if it's because, um, and this was a sure thing, the producers couldn't get the rights to use the music. Right, right. So, oh, yeah. they didn't have much of a chance in that. Judge Reinhold was actually the boyfriend of Amy Herculin's best friend oh. when he got the role for that movie. Okay. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that might have some insight they, for us on why... How yeah, old was that, Judge Reinhold when he did that? I'm I'm uh, curious to know. I don't. Know. I am curious too. Hold on, I'll tell you. Because if we look up Mr. Judge Reinhold, he was born in 1957. Oh wow! Okay, so he was like 22 or something. He was 20 something for sure. I see 82. I was 25. Uh, six. He was yeah, yeah. He was 25. So uh, he also went on after this movie to play with somebody else from uh, Fast Times in Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, the guy, I think it's the guy that robbed the store at the end of it. Uh, when he was being held up, oh, we had the the yeah. Monty Mart job. Yeah, when uh, Spicoli <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uses his pennies to pay for everything. Yes, it's like that's when yeah, that's when Spicoli says that you know. Oh my gosh! Some sweet uh, waves, tasty waves. Yes, I'm yes. Fine. My gosh, um, let's find something else good for this here. Of course, there's a part where it talks about the Fast Times bus owned by Robert Skinner. That's when I first saw it earlier. There is. Oh, there was a very interesting thing in the credits. Uh, if you'll notice in the credits, and also she was in the movie, but um, 
Lana Clarkson was in the movie. She's introduced as that uh, teacher's uh, hot wife or something. The one that was the uh, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. He, he comes up with the hot wife. <laughs> yeah, so you got that guy, and he's got her, her as his wife. Uh, she appears as Miss Vargas. Winter Wonderland appears in the film courtesy of Phil Spector. Oh. Um, international. Spector would murder Clarkson in 2003. Do you remember oh, this? My. Is that for real? Uh, yeah, you don't remember this being in the news? Phil no, Spector. I remember, but I didn't realize it was her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Clarkson. And yeah. so it says at the time, 20 years before the crime even happened, you got the names of the two people, the victim and the murderer, in the credits of a movie together. Oh, it's wow. not like it's something like it was pre-planned, but I mean, it's no. just it's just creepy and freaky that it's there. That is really, you know, really freaky. It, it's 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 crazy the things you can come back to and see, <laughs> yeah. and and you know. <laughs> All right, because you like, I would never would have caught that you know without reading about it or anything. Yeah. Tom Hanks was was considered for the role of Brad. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Tom Hanks would probably would have. I don't know how old he was at the time. He's probably yeah, the same age. Probably around the same age. But uh, he went on in 84 to do a uh, bachelor party, of course, which was right. kind of a raunchy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Says, uh, both Brooke Shields and Elizabeth and Ellen Barkin reportedly turned down an offer to play Stacy. Um, at the end of the film, the credits state that just because he rescued Brooke Shields from drowning, of course, we talked about that. Yeah. And he blows all his money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, gosh, the only thing that would have been better was if they had a band in there at the time when it happened. Yeah. That would have been that would have been better. That'd have been great just That'd to show been... them at the time and like have um, have a fl- have a flashback to his party with them playing. Yeah, with Van Halen playing another another Eddie Van Halen backyard bash. You know, <laughs> right? That would have been great. Uh, this is Matthew Broderick turned down the role of Brad Hamilton uh, when his father became terminally ill. Um, the girl from Family Ties, Justine Bateman, turned down yes. the role of playing Stacy because she wanted to do Family Ties. Okay. Um, that was already successful. She, I guess, she didn't want to leave. Yeah. Uh, talks about Phoebe Cates, how her character Linda likes older men. She'd later go on to marry Kevin Klein, fifteen years older than her. Right. Right. Jodie Jodie Foster was considered to play Stacy, but she was uninterested in the role due to her commitment to Yale. Yes. I'd rather stay in school. School <laughs> yes. is cool. That's right. And she went on to, you know. Yeah. Well, Jodie Foster had some. Powerhouse. <laughs> she did well for herself. She sure did. Can't deny. My favorite movie that she's in is Maverick. I know it wasn't exactly her starring role, but I mean, I liked <laughs> Maverick, the movie. And she, I thought her character was great in it. I loved it. Diane Lane auditioned for the role of Stacy. Ralph Macchio was asked for a role, but demanded too much money, like I said, for a salary. Uh, when Ratner is getting, I thought this was kind of a cool throwback for uh, another movie. When Ratner is getting dating advice from Damone in Damone's bedroom, Ratner is wearing a T-shirt for the movie Popeye in 1980, which starred Ray Walston, who played Popeye Senior and then Mr. Hand. I had not; it didn't stick with me that he was Popeye Senior. I remember he was in my favorite Martian, I believe it was, but not that. That flew completely over my head. Yeah, me too. Damone's car is a 73 AMC Gremlin, which probably was considered cool at the time. I think people right. made fun of him a lot later on. Though. Yeah. The, only, the three cars they here made fun of the most was a Studebaker, a Gremlin, and a Pacer. And then there was that, that uh, well, I, I had a, I remember I had to, I came home from Europe and I had to 
use, uh, me and I had a lot of brothers and in our backyard was like, you know, several different motorcycles and several, several different vehicles in, in different stages of wellness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> need. And um, I'm like, hey, dad, which car can I use? And I was using the, the Pinto, the Pinto. That was a <laughs> Pinto. Yes. The Pinto. Yeah, I, had I completely to... <laughs> forgot about that car. It looked like a, it looked like an egg, like you were yeah, driving a big egg on wheels. And he's like, "Oh, it's running fine." And I get in there, and I had to put. He goes, "All you have to do is put two quarts of oil in it every so many miles." And right. Just, it's not fine. It's burning oil for crying and out I loud. Literally had to stop and go in somewhere, and then put oil in my in the car. Yeah, but if you want to keep going, you did. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, the I thought it was funny. Mr. Hand shows up at Spicoli's house. Yes. Mr. Spicoli, I've calculated here roughly, and believe me, this is a generous number, that you've taken up about eight hours of my time this year. And I intend on getting it all back. (laughs) So it looks like instead of going to this prom or whatever, he's going to spend the evening talking. But he looked like he enjoyed the conversation. It didn't bother him at all. Yeah, he was butthurt at first, though, like, oh, what are you doing? And then by the end, he comes out with, you know, kind of giving his take on something that, you know, Mr. Han was teaching him. And then you see him later, he ends up at that that party anyway. Right, right. And then he tells him, he says, uh, he he assumes the teacher's going to pass him and send him on his way. He says, (laughs) there's no guarantee you're going to pass my class. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Although I'd be willing to believe he probably passed him just to not have him in there again with again. him. Again, yes. Again, but that was that was crazy. Uh, so the movie, you know, the, it's it's kind of come like full circle to sm- at this moment now. He had the, uh, the the we've we've got the part with the girl who's curious. She gets with the guy. She knows what it's like. She ends up getting with Mike Damone. We forgot to bring this up, which right. is Rat's friend. Rat's right. going to him for advice on what to do and. He ends up being with her in not such a not stellar fashion for him. No. And um, she she ends up getting pregnant from it. Um, right. Of mm-hmm. course, she lied to him. She told him he was the only guy. Mm-hmm. She was not the only guy. Nope. But he was really being dirty and playing it off. Like, he didn't want nothing to do with it. Like, you wanted it, I didn't. Right, yeah. All this stuff. And he, and so he agrees. When she goes to the clinic and right his his agreement for it ultimately was to pay for half and drive her there right all and he they, had to do yeah and they show him on the phone him. talking trying to collect all the debts of people that owe him money you know? yeah yeah so he gets no money for it. he tries to avoid her as much as he can the girl her her friend linda's mad and writes something on his little locker for him yeah he covers up for the world not to see it's, it's crazy but you know, uh, you get this kind of coming full circle now. That's gone by. Rat gets mad at Damone. They have their little argument going. They about get into a fight. They kind of somewhat make up later on. Damone's apologizing and everything. And yeah. you know, Rat's like, "You can't help it. You're just you've always been this kind of way. You're overbearing. You know, you're you're mean. You're stupid and whatever." So yeah. I, I I guess they're buddy buddy again. But the nerd, the and rat. Forgives the girl, you know. And gets the girl in the end anyway. And it's funny. They're giving you their, they've been together for, I forget how many weeks they, they, they threw out there now. I didn't write it down, but so many weeks. And it was a good number of weeks they've been together. And they uh, still hadn't consummated their relationship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I guess that's what got him the girl in the first place. I, I probably served him well to not be, you know, yeah, because she tells her friend Linda that she wants 
She just wants that. She's experienced what it was like to be in, to, to have sex. Right. She just wants to know what it's like to have a real relationship because she right. thinks Linda's had this real relationship all this time. Right. And she, it's been good for her, supposedly. So she wants that. Right. She wants a big relationship. So that's what she's going for. So right. he gets the girl in the end with that. And, of course, we know what Spicoli did. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. I'm not sure Mr. Hand, I'm sure Mr. Hand finds another stoner the next year to pick on. Yeah, because it says um, that that he just thinks everybody's high. Every student, yeah, every, every student is high. I don't remember what happened with the brother though. Uh, Judge Reinhold's character does it? Does it say what happened with him? Uh, yeah, it does, but I can't remember. Oh. I just watched it yesterday. I didn't think I had to write this down. You know, and I made notes about different things, but I just completely see people. I told you before. I'm 49 years old. I can't remember. I got I got CRS. Okay, <laughs> to be nice about it, can't remember stuff. Um, and I and don't know what my excuse is because I'm much younger than you, Chris. I know you're like 26. <laughs> I mean, I'm like 26. I'm like I you should... must have. How old were you when you were in that video again? <laughs> 10. If, if you're 26 now? I was 10. Well, actually, I'm 26. I was 27 last year, so I'm regressing each birthday now. Oh, okay. I'll be 20, you know, five next year again. So. I, I thought you were going maybe reverse in time or something. That's exactly or, what's happening. Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I was always, or my father was always, Holding at 35 and holding. There you go. <laughs> uh, I tell everybody that I'm celebrating the 25th anniversary. That's um, it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Hold on. I, I this year, uh, this upcoming May, I'll okay. be, I will turn, I will turn 50. But I will tell everybody I'm celebrating the 25th anniversary of my 25th birthday party. There you go. Yes. And it sounds like you're younger, and you kind of feel, well, you know, you don't feel like you're younger at all. You still feel like you're about to die, but. Uh, you in your mind, you're younger. Yeah. So one one of these days, you know, you're gonna catch back up in age to me. You know, yeah. I understand you're 26. I'll go backwards. Now. You'll keep coming up, and we're just, <laughs> just bam. There it is. You know, it's, it's like really that. funny because I never really cared about my age when I was younger or whatever. I always looked older when I was younger anyway, and then hung out with a little bit older people. But I remember when I turned 25, all of a sudden that hit me like a ton of bricks. 25 it's a child it's nothing why did why, i why is, <laughs> just, why, why exactly why is it a big deal with girls when 25 comes what? why is it even why is it the end of your life when you hit 30 you know that's yeah. because i work with quite a few uh, uh of, of girls who had not quite reached 25 yet you know working at wally world i work at walmart so we're gonna walmart right. you have quite a few yeah. younger wally people world. there wally yeah. world quite a few younger people there and and they'll be like Gonna be twenty five this year, oh. and they look at me. They look at me and go, "How do you do it?" I know. Like, I'm like, "How do you do what? <laughs> How do you do what? How do you be older like that?" And I'm like, "You know, shut up!" Like, oh my god! Go find you a cash register to stand at or something. You little twerp! I don't want to talk <laughs> to you. Go, go find something to do. Yeah. <laughs> but go out there, uh, and, run, go out there yeah. and run up the flagpole or something. Leave me oh, alone. Here. See how it flies. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was at a comedy club, the comedy store in Hollywood, and um, we were watching this one woman comedian, and she was saying, anybody have a birthday out there? And I stupidly raised my hand. Uh, so, uh -oh. Anyway, first she asked me how old I was, and I, I remember saying, 
And I, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my god, I left my chair. You let the world know you're an old spinster now. Oh my gosh. I know. And then she went on to completely make fun of me anyway, because I raised well, you my raised your hand. At a comedy store. You secret yourself. The one thing you don't two things you don't do. You don't sit in the front row. Right. And you don't raise your hand. And the third thing is you don't heckle them. Oh, yeah. Unless you unless you are really good. Yeah, unless you're another comedian that's yeah very seasoned at heckling back. Yes, but. yes, that will get you in a heartbeat. Uh, so the, the, that's basically covering the movie and all. I want to look at a couple more things on here. What they what they threw up for the uh, the trivia type stuff though. Uh, just as the movie is ending, the credits you see a close up of an arcade video game screen that says the end on it. That's uh, the game was Missile Command. Okay. Talk about a flashback, 1980 Missile Command. Produced by Atari. Oh, People wow. are like, what? Where was Nintendo? Shut up. <laughs> we didn't have Nintendo. We weren't, we weren't cool enough for Nintendo then, okay? We had Atari. I, I remember Pong. Pong. <laughs> with Jackwaters. I mean, you know? Pac-Man, when Pac-Man came out, we lost our minds. Oh, that was... Yeah. They even made a song about it. Go look it right. up. <laughs> Pac-Man Fever. Pac-Man t-shirt. It's still... A lot of people's favorite arcade game. And, I mean, even younger people that, that play. You know, my brother Tommy's got the <laughs> retro arcades in his yeah. museum. And everybody's fighting to play Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man, Galaga, Donkey Kong. Yeah. I mean, but they're all about those. It's crazy. I have to tell and you, I was, I was at Dave & Buster's a couple weeks ago. Actually, I went for my birthday. I went axe throwing and then Dave & Buster's. And I was playing Pac-Man Jr., yeah. That game gave me a heart attack. That is so hard. Do you, do you remember I, playing Pac-Man Jr.? I remember all Pac-Man. Super Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man Yeah, Junior. the screen doesn't end. And then mm. you don't get any more oh. energy balls oh. to eat. It's yeah. like, Just on your own. Good luck. It's right. You're the junior. You, you can run faster That's now. You're is. junior. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. There's a guy we had on the show with us a little while back when uh, Travis was here in the first season. And he has a retro um, Airbnb, an 80s-style Airbnb. Oh, fun. And this is in North Carolina. So the rooms are set up like 80s-style rooms with right. things to them. Every every um, console game available up to the first PlayStation is in the room. You can hook up anything you want to and play to the TV. And he has a retro arcade of all retro games from 77 to 84, I think it is. Wow. How a ton of games you probably never even heard of that we know existed, plus all the popular ones. Right. Um, and uh, his arcade is called Wieners and Losers <laughs> because because they serve their hot dogs and chips and drink for us at a snack bar. I love so they call it. call it Wieners and Losers. It's great. Yeah. Scott's his name. I can't think of his last name. Scott, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I can't remember <laughs> your last name off the top of my head. I've talked to him once. He's a good, really good guy, though. Great, great yeah. business to have. Um, I love that. That, that would be here. a fun thing to do. D.B. Cates and Judge Reinhold would later go on together to star in Gremlins, 1984. That's right. That's right. So they did things. I really wanted to find the one where they talk about where they have the Oscars, the people who went on to Oscars. I do know Jennifer Jason Lee got nominated for an Oscar. Yes, and that, and that was in actually for Best Supporting Actress and Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight. 
I think it's what it was. Yeah. Because uh, Kurt Russell was the sheriff, I guess, in it. James Russo was the guy I couldn't think of earlier. Judge Reinhold and James Russo going to Beverly Hills Cop in 84. Oh, it was uh, Cameron Crowe's parents that visited the set. Oh, his parents. <laughs> yes, that's who he brought in. So then Penn didn't, you know, he didn't know. He couldn't see them, but he's like, but, but he felt them there. That's how he knew they were there. Um, Princess in the pee much? <laughs> yeah. Did you know Pamela, uh, Pamela Springsteen was in the movie? Bruce Springsteen's sister. They oh, say so they tell you they kind of mention it twice. They talk about when he's uh, cleaning his Bu- Buick Skylark, he's got that Bruce Springsteen sticker on it, bumper sticker, and uh, he's also wearing a T-shirt in the in the Mighty Mart scene. Uh, she's the other cheerleader. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's the other cheerleader. Okay. I'm not, now crazy. I'm gonna have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, just to go back and see that because you know you you don't realize these things are going on. Yeah. Um. They made a big deal of vans on this. That's what uh, Sean right. Penn's character Spicoli yeah. was about. Christopher Reeve was considered for the role of Jess Spicoli. I don't know about that. No. When I think of Christopher Reeve, all I think of is Superman. Oh, yeah. Unless no. I'm missing something. I don't know. That, that would not have flown, I don't think. I don't know. Mel- Melanie Griffith and Tatum O'Neill were considered for the role of Linda. Okay. Uh, this movie was number... Was it number two of all time for high school movies? Somewhere in there. And they shot it in a couple of different uh, San Fernando Valley school locations as well. I know. Uh, right. Canoga and the mall. High, which I used to live down the street from. And I think Chatsworth High. And they said the mall they filmed in, they cl- they filmed all after hours. Uh, yeah. 9 or 9 30 when it closed until. Yeah. Uh, because. Because that was a pretty, pretty packed popular mall that place was packed all the time right yeah and i loved it like she worked at perry's pizza that was a real place that was really and she actually yeah she actually worked there for a month before it filmed yeah right it, that's what I, I yeah i saw that she just to get the feel of it and they had floor shine shoes kenny shoes swiss jewelers and licorice pizza which was you know music store vinyls music store and um yeah what was, the, what was it called again? You said the vinyl store? Oh, Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza was the name of the store. Yeah, so you know they just made a movie called Licorice Pizza? Well, Licorice Pizzas were music stores out here. Um, I know and that. A little bit like later, um, it, they turned into just like vinyl stores where you can go and get vinyl still. Yeah, I mean, I when it comes to but, record stores, I remember like Tower Records and Cats, but I don't remember anything right. like... We have the warehouse, Tower Records, um, Ear Candy, Licorice Pizza. Things like Ear Candy and Licorice Pizza were like the smaller little stores. More local. But at one time, it was in the in the Galleria, and uh, they yeah. show that in there. I got you. I got you. Well, I cannot find for whatever reason the parts about uh, the people that went on to get the uh, Oscars and such. But we can throw out some names. I mean, Nicolas Cage for one being in there. We know that Sean Penn went on with great things. Judge Reinhold's done great things. Jennifer Jason Lee was nominated as a as a um, uh, uh, best supporting actress. Forrest Whitaker's done great work in his time. He yeah. got an Oscar. He's been nominated for sure. And I know Sean Penn. I think he won. Correct. I, mean, I believe Sean. Well, Sean Penn won. Yes. Uh, so I mean, he's the amount of talent they've had in some of these uh, early '80s movies. People don't understand. It's just like when you look at outsiders. Some of yeah. the outsiders people you really focus on Ralph Macchio. And see Thomas Howell. Those are two you focus on. 
Then you got the older brother to C. Thomas Howell is uh, Rob Lowe and um, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. But mm-hmm. but then their friends were Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. and Matt Dillon, right? And Tom Cruise. <laughs> And yeah. you're like all these names in Just, that movie. That that is Just, such a, during COVID, I you know forced my daughters to watch all these '80s movies with me, yeah. and um, you know we watched that, and they they loved that movie. They loved that movie, and in rewatching that, having not seen that in so many years, I was stunned in in seeing and remembering how many great actors there were in that. Yes, huh? it's great. It is a great film. I'm trying my best. I'd really like to get Danny Boy O'Connor. Uh, he he bought the house that they filmed that they lived in, and yeah, he opened a, a, a museum. He's a friend of my brother's, and he Danny just Danny Boy just donated um, a lot of Fast Times at Ridgemont High memorabilia that he had. So there's a number of other things besides the band that my brother does own that Danny. See, Boy I, um, well, I I didn't know I didn't know that guy had you know stuff from Fast Times. I knew that he was yeah. big on uh, he was big on the Outsiders for sure, right? Yeah, and everything. Now I've not done a, an Outsiders show. I've, I've I've talked about it before. I've brought it up like we did just now and just in conversation. But I've never really done a whole show. That's going to be an upcoming thing that I want to do with that. Right. Um, I'm taking my time with it. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm I'm trying to work on certain ways of doing things now. If I can get certain people to come on here and talk about them that have ties to it in some way. That's great. If I can't, I'll work somebody else in eventually to it. But I, the the, the outsiders was is, is one of the tops on my list from eighties movies. Yeah. Along with, yeah. I, I've, I've got to get Big Trouble in Little China in there. I keep talking about that, yeah, and I keep I keep talking the Last Starfighter. Now, the I would I would really love to get the guy that played Alex Rogan in Last Starfighter because I already had Catherine Mary Stewart on. And I'm, I don't know if I, could, if, if I can get her to come on a second time or not. She may agree to come on a second time, just focus on Last Starfighter. I don't know. Right. I could always ask and see. But, I yeah. mean, who knows? That would be fun. I mean, you came on a second time. You might you might come on a third, fourth, and fifth where it's over with. We don't know. I mean, I mean, because you're only 26 right now. If I get That's you next it. year, you'll be 27. The year after that, you'll be 28. Yeah. You got, you're, you're, you're plenty young and can afford to get up early and come on here and yeah, it's all great. And if you keep paying me in pizza, Chris, I'll just keep coming. That's just oh, sh- that works. You're not supposed to tell that because everybody will want pizza now. Right. Lord. All right. Well, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. We're reaching the hour minute mark here for sure. Hour and four, actually, if we want to get down to it. Uh, and uh, I take that back. We're not at an hour and four. I started at five minutes before we started talking. Okay. So we're at the hour mark of talking right wow. now Look on the show. Cool. I know. Couple of young people just talking movies. That's it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, but, but uh, yeah, the, just go ahead if you will. Give us your final thoughts on Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Well, I enjoyed rewatching it, and like we were talking about, it's you know a different outlook on it. Watching it all these years later, you know, you have a different reaction when you watch it back then and, and now. But then again, I just get a huge kick out of all those actors and actresses being so young and. Looking back, so I, I had a, you know, aside from just the movie itself, which a lot of things really aren't as funny anymore or don't make as big of an impact as they did when I was, you know, 19 when it came out or 20 or something like that. And, um, but just the nostalgia of it for me is, is great. And like I said, seeing, you know, remembering all these actors and actresses that were in it that uh, went on to do so many great things. And uh, I, I think it'll always be the quintessential coming of age movie. And I think it's kind of stands the test of time 
in that way. So I, I it's still one of my favorite. And, and when you think of the eighties, you know, that's one of the movies you think of fast times and being from California, being a Valley girl and having it shot here. And, you know, in some of the locations um, that, that is always held a special place in my heart <laughs> too. So I imagine so. I mean, yeah. it's right down the road from I me. Mean, you could, you could have been in it for all we know. You could have been extra I mean, right around the corner, <laughs> right around the corner. Yeah. Well, when I heard of your signs, went, Hey, look at me. Yeah. Well, I totally agree with you on the 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 whole nostalgia part. I mean, I'm all about the nostalgia. I love it. I mean, I like I love just reminiscing and talking about older movies, which is why we do something like this with Fast Times and all the others I mentioned that I'd like to do. Um, It's a very fun thing to do and putting together the things that I didn't quite catch over the years as references Mm -hmm. too fast. So, like I said earlier about Mr. Hand, I. When I first realized, is uh, remembered his name is Mister Hand, and I started thinking Mister Hand, Mister Hand, and I think South Park. I just died laughing because I mean, I was like, they're they're spoofing it. They're they're that's Mister Hand is the bad teacher, and the other one's supposed to be the good teacher. He's he's two personalities or whatever, I guess you know. But so the little the little shout outs back to the movie like it are great and seeing the. The fact that you had such uh, a lot of people, so many people on there want to do so much good stuff in other movies. You can look back at it when you're watching Top Gun with a buddy and go, hey, do you know that was one of the stoners in Fast Time and Ridgemont High? They're like, no, I wasn't. They're like, trivia night's my night. You're paying up. Uh, just little things like that. It's, it's always fun to see these things. So that's 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 my enjoyment with it, I think. It wasn't quite as funny, like I said, as it yeah. was, but you get a different appreciation for it as an adult than you do as a kid. Yeah. So that's what it is. So, Lori, thank you one more time for coming on the show here and just sitting here and talking with me for an hour, keeping me occupied, talking about some fast times at Ridgemont High. Great, fun movie to look back at and everything. I'm glad you had some time to come on. Yeah, thank you, Chris. It was my absolute pleasure. (laughs) I said pressure. (laughs) You pressured me. It was absolute absolute pressure to not let them think I'm this old. Stress is so great. No, it was a pleasure. It's always fun hanging out with you, and uh, I'll come back anytime. All right. Well, that's good, then. Enjoy your uh, your your weekend. I think you got some plans tonight you're going to. Have fun with that. And anybody out there uh, that wants to uh, follow you, I believe you're only doing Instagram, right, for the most part? Yeah, it, basically Instagram is Lori Tucker, but it's Tucker underscore Lori and Lori Tucker on Facebook. And not on Facebook much, but I have – uh, you know, all my stories transfer over there. So yeah, the good thing is Instagram does carry over to Facebook. So if you post on there, it's going to show up on Facebook. That's exactly. where I found it. That's why I stopped doing both of them. I just push it, it pushes through on it, yeah. which is great. So you get your community on both sides for it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of communities, I got this great retro community out there that I hope is following yes. me every week. And you can find us on Instagram as well at Retro Life for You. My stuff transfers over also to Facebook. I do some things on TikTok as far as little video clips I may put on there sometimes that are age-related video clips. I don't do it as often as I should. I just time is a factor, it feels like, and so much of a factor I just don't have. <laughs> but um, I do it when I can. But you can always find me on uh, Instagram. And if you want to email the show here, uh, retroliferyou at gmail.com, you can email me here or DM me on Instagram. And I do return messages. I will get back with you on it. It may not be 30 minutes later. It could be a couple of days, but I will get back with you on it. I do promise you that. 
Uh, thank you for watching the show and listening and everything and being a part of the Retro Life podcast we have. And I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. So, Lori, once again, thanks for being here. I will talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys next week.